Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the facebook.com or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. I didn't realize that was a Simpsons reference. What? Duchess of the Dorks. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Goof had texted me a couple nights ago, and he goes, Hey, Duchess of the Dorks is a uh, is a Simpsons reference, or at least it's said at least once um, in there. Let's see. I don't know when. Um. Okay, I'm seeing this. I'm, I've, I've gone into Frankiac, which is the all-time greatest things. Um, so there is an episode where... Um, where Homer, I'm sorry, where Lisa becomes president, like they flash forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, it's in Das Bus, which is an <laughs> excellent, excellent episode. Um, das Bus is a really, really good episode in which the uh, it's basically Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get they get left over, uh, left on a, on a, on an island, and. Um, Nelson says, yeah, who put the Duchess of Dork in charge? I promise you. No, it was probably just one of those things. It it's was probably just, just in deep the, in my in It's the in the back of, of your brain. mind. And so when you when you thought about it, you were like, oh, that's perfect. But I did not even think about that. Yeah, I guess I, well, Duchess let me of Dork is different than I Duchess did not, of not. I did not consciously think about think it. About but it. I bet yeah. I unconsciously did. No, I, I should have. When Goof texted me, I said, like, I literally responded. I was like, I should have known. Das Bus is a great episode, too. Really, really good I'll episode. I'll have to go watch it. Um, if, if the season, if I won't even put that in the atmosphere, but if we have more time than we normally do, maybe we'll just start like a weekly Simpsons episode review or something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Anyway, uh, today is Thursday, July 16th, 2020. Time has no meaning. 133 days till Thanksgiving, episode 994. 994, the number of plate appearances for Cecil Espy in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, 331 games in, from 1987 to 1990. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Aaron Flynn, Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, and Lyle Be Good. Lyle. Hey, buddy. Lyle. Sorry. Okay. On today's show, guys, 
we are going to get in the car, losers, and we're going to go to summer camp and talk about the Texas Longhorns. Get in, losers. The talks, Texas Longhorns are next. We're going to preview the Texas Longhorns uh, it, heading into 2020. In the back half of the show, we've got another uh, uh, episode of QB1 where we catch up with a uh, rising star in the Texas high school football ranks, the quarterback position, and their coach. We caught up with uh, San Antonio Brandeis quarterback Nico Garcia and his co- uh, quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, Miles Delm. Really good interview. And uh, some really good insights as far as how they are keeping uh, sharp, yeah, despite the fact that they aren't able to be together as much as they want. This one's really cool because the coach shows you some stuff, that, like mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff. It's cool. It's really, really cool. So we will get into that in just a moment. But first, well, and the we have a we have an announcement at the very end of the show. A fun announcement. All I was going to do at the beginning. Oh, never mind. Is that okay? But first, but first, continue. <laughs> we have a large announcement. So, as you guys know. We are, um, or as you should know, we are going to have our 1,000th episode two weeks from tomorrow, uh, July 31st, Friday, July 31st. It is going to be a seven-hour show, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. here on Accomplish Live and on Facebook. We're going to be streaming live. We're going to have big-time guests, big surprises. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a crazy, crazy show. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. We're okay? excited. During that um, show... We are going to be raising money for charity. Um, we want to make sure that not only that we're we're celebrating mm-hmm. the show, and hope you'll join us, but also that we're making a difference because you know ultimately you know we want to give back to the people who watch the show. We uh, appreciate you. faith. Faith without acts doesn't doesn't get you where you want to go. But anyway, so we are going to be and we're going to be raising money for a charity. And after talking with folks in the office and talking with folks, uh, you know, uh, the crew, we figured out exactly the charity that we want to do. Um, And so, look, the COVID-19 crisis has profoundly impacted all aspects of life. And for many Texans, that means maybe not knowing where their next meal is coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, there are some studies that project that nearly 54 million Americans could experience food insecurity during the pandemic. That's that's frightening. That's a lot. That is. And so increased demand has put a strain on local food banks and we want to help. Dave Campbell's Texas football has identified nine food banks spanning the state of Texas. We're hoping that you can pitch in. So here you go. This is what we're going to be raising money for during the July 31st, uh, 1,000th episode of Texas Football Today. Uh, nine food banks, El Pasoans Fighting Hunger in El Paso, West Texas Food Bank in Midland, Odessa, High Plains Food Bank in Amarillo, South Texas Food Bank in Laredo, Food Bank of the Rio Grande Valley down at FAR, Central Texas Food Bank in Austin, North Texas Food Bank in Plano, East Texas Food Bank in Tyler, and Southeast Texas Food Bank in Beaumont. Uh, there it is. That's who we're going to be raising money for. Our goal... Our goal for the stream is we want to raise $9,000. That's yes. a lot of money, but I think also doable. The The, the idea is pretty simple. We want to make nine $1,000 donations. That's our goal. Now, yeah. look, if we blast past it and we raise $10 million, then we're even ju- better. We're just going to take the money and split it nine ways and make that donation. And so, uh, and as an added bonus, I can tell you right now, if you donate at least $10, we will read your name and donation live on the air during the show. How about that? Yeah. So uh, you get to hear me mess up your name. You get to hear 
pickle mess up your name. So uh, be sure to tune in to the thousandth episode of Texas Football Today, live from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on July 31st, um, and and consider donating because it's going to go to a good cause. There's a lot of people out there who could use it. Where where we want to help Texans, and that is the that is the big goal. And I think the coolest part is we were definitely trying to hit every portion of the yes. state, and you can see from the map right there. I I think we were able to find a way to to hit every possible corner of the state. Yeah. So you'll be doing good not only for your area but for everyone else too. It's Texans helping Texans. It's coming you'll, up July. Th- you'll love to see it. July 31st. Uh, here at Texas Football Today, the thousandth episode. Big time guests. Pickle won't tell me who the guests are. I will not. It no. is a secret. No. And but. it's fun because we're all in on this, but Tepper has I'm no idea. I'm in the dark. We even made him his own rundown. <laughs> yeah, I have a rundown and it just says like guest. Yeah. Or and it's like it's guest and who the connection is to. It's like Shahan guest. Yeah. And so it's like Shahan. Guest. Yeah, ish yeah. guest. So anyway, we will have Texas Football Today, our seven hour extravaganza coming up here July thirty first, nine AM to four PM on Texasfootball.com slash live and on Facebook. Uh, and if you want to donate uh, like booze to pickle i was fixing to say this is seven hours of me listening to tepper any booze is welcomed <laughs> that's right all right what do you like to say whenever we start these things get in losers get in losers <laughs> we're going to summer camp it's summer camp which is our uh team by team preview of the 12 fbs teams in the state of texas we're going west to east and hold on i need to i need to issue a mea culpa mea culpa we did go out of order. <laughs> we don't know our longitude and latitude. Well, I had the list up and I just didn't look at it. I thought I had it memorized. And no. I we were supposed to do Texas last time, but we did TCU in front of Texas. Texas is, excuse me, my goodness. Goodness. Texas is technically farther west than TCU. Yes. It's very close, but it is technically farther west than TCU. So we should have done Texas before TCU. We've, My we've, apologies to everybody. We forgot our tent. We I had to apologize. go back. Let me see if I can. <laughs> there you go. I apologize to all of our Texas Football Today viewers. <laughs> anyway, uh, but let's get into uh, the Texas Longhorns. We are previewing the Texas Longhorns here on summer camp, and we're going to start with the state of the program. The state of the program... I think is probably it's hard to say because because Texas Texas of all teams in the state of Texas the Longhorns are the team that most do not operate in a vacuum. Yes. Context is so important with Texas because the expectations are always super high. Mhm. And whereas last year it depends on where you are coming in uh, as far as expectations are concerned. There were a lot of people who, in the early going, had it sniffed out that, you know what, Texas next year is probably going to be uh, fine, and then maybe the next year, 2020, would be the big year for them. There's, there's a fair amount of people who had that sniffed out, people whose opinions I really respect. We were more bullish on them last year than, um, than in past year, or than, than maybe other people were. We were more bullish. Um, where is Texas right now? I think Texas is probably at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is Tom Herman is about to enter his 17, 18, 19, 20, his fourth season as the head coach of the Longhorns. Yes. Okay. He's about to enter his fourth season. I would say the first three seasons have been adequate, mm-hmm. but they are not paying Tom Herman for adequate. No. 
they're paying Tom Herman to get them into national contention. And they have not, plain and simple, during if it if you're judging it on pass fail, and the pass is they're in national contention, the fail is they are not in national contention, then it's failed. Right? Now that's probably not a fair way to judge it, but it's the truth. We are now at the point where Texas needs to start getting up into that conversation of Big 12 championship. They need to get into that conversation of contending on a national level. And I think that there's an idea that this could be the year for Texas, that there's a lot of uh, key pieces back. And if things break right, they have a chance to really make some noise. So the state of the program, I would say, is this is a this is a, is a big year, important year. It's it's and I would it's, say th- I mean Sam coming back too. Mm-hmm. You you have to capitalize on having that that veteran there, quarterback coming there back. There is a lot of pieces in place that if you want to say it's now or never for Tom Herman at Texas, I think that is relatively fair. I would agree because if they go five and seven this year, I don't think they'll go five and seven. I don't know if they're going to play twelve games, but that's not the point. Uh, if they go five and seven this year, then I think you start having those rumblings about is Tom Herman the right guy for this job? Right. So there's that. That's the state of the program. Sorry about the offense. Uh, I like the offense a lot. Oh, yeah. I like the offense a lot. Obviously, you start with QB. Start with QB. Sam Ellinger is now entering his third year mm-hmm. as the full time starter there. You would assume his final year. Yeah, I mean his final year. I, I, he's 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 well, he's a senior, so oh, yes, yeah. it is his final year. So barring <laughs> something crazy, um, he is uh, among he. I th- I think he's the most senior quarterback, like the most veteran quarterback in the Big Twelve. Yes, and he's a guy who's gotten better. By the way, at QB, they've also got some good depth. That's not the you know there's only one at a time, but you know I would say that they've got good depth. Everything else looks like it's pretty good too. Okay, offensive line. I think they do have. Um, they have three starters back from last year. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Cosme has a chance to really break out as one of the best tackles in the Big Twelve. They're very high, and I'm pretty high on Derek Kersetter, their center. The offensive line looks pretty good. Running back, they've got guys that have good ceilings. Mm-hmm. Keontae Ingram could be the guy. We've been saying that since he was at Carthage. Rashawn Johnson, when he moved over from, I'll be honest, when he moved over from quarterback to running back and not receiver, I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, like, what are they doing? (laughs) But I think that he proved to be pretty darn solid Mm -hmm. as a running back. And, by the way, they're really, really bullish on this blue-chip freshman, Bijan Robinson. Yes. Bijan, Bijan, probably Bijan. I don't know. I think it's Bijan. I've never said his name out loud. It's one of the challenges of this job. And, by the way, receivers... A lot of upside. Okay, Brennan Eagles is a stud. Um, uh, they are very high on Josh Moore. Uh, the tight end spot, Cade Brewer, solid, like Travis Kidd, right? There is a lot to like about this offense, a lot. And guys waiting the wings. What happens if Jordan Whittington comes back healthy? Right. Right. There's yeah. a lot to like about this offense. The offense, it would be disappointing if they did not take a step forward. With all they've got coming back, they should be one of the most dangerous offenses in the Big 12. Hard stop. There's that. Let's go to the defense. And this is where it gets a little less encouraging. Well, and and, 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 and you're right, but I don't... Yes and no. Yes and no. 
If you're looking for known commodities that have reached their ceiling and you know have are going to be stars, mm-hmm. I agree that there's not as much encouragement on this side. Like right now, who would you say is a star on the on on the defense? I think uh, I think Joseph Osai is a star. Yes, that that is true. I think Caden Stearns is a star. Who else? Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just not a lot. But there are guys. I, I think there are guys who have flashed, and if they can find that consistency, mm-hmm. they can be really good. Keandre Coburn. Okay? Taquan Graham. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, both at the defensive ta- at the at the tackle spots. Um, Adele Adioe. I'm cutting that for social. The problem is he's, he's, he's from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. If he had been if he had from, from Texas, I would have said his name for five years. But the linebacker spot. The linebacker is where I have the biggest questions. Adoye, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're a middle linebacker. DeMarvin Overshone uh, is, is a guy that they have a high hopes for but has to step on into a big role. Um, Chris Edmora, this is the linebacker spot, is going to be interesting. Furthermore, their, um, their secondary... That's the issue. That's my issue. Is going to be a big question. They they always they want to especially like last year they want to be referred to as as DBU and they would get out there in games and it's like, where is your head at? What are no, you look, doing? <laughs> they've got they've got Deshaun Jameson at the corner spot. And they feel pretty good about him. They got Caden Stearns in the secondary. Past that, there's not a lot of knowns. Right? Chris Brown is gone. Uh, or I'm sorry, Chris Brown is going to be at the safety spot. They think B.J. Foster can step in, but you know he yeah. he he would kind of thrust into there last year, and it was mixed results, mm-hmm. right? The secondary I have questions with, and so the defense could be again if 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 they reach their potential. The recruiting's never been the problem for them. No, not at all. Recruiting's never been the problem. The question's going to be: Can they all these guys at these different role at these different levels reach their potential? They've got to figure out a way to stop the big plays from happening too. Yeah. That's the thing. They can be consistent on the short ball game, but they'll let one bomb go, and it's a complete mm-hmm. momentum shift that they mm-hmm. have to be able to figure out in that secondary. They had a big. Pl- they had the big play. Uh, they had Bug. big playitis last year. Yeah. Let's get to my breakout player. And my breakout player is going to be uh, I'm 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 taking the easy pick and I'm going Jordan Whittington. Yes. Okay, Jordan Whittington um was never healthy Mm-mm. last year. I uh, had sports hernias and stuff like that. There is word that he is healthy and that he's ready and that he's he's going to take a big role in the offense. He is a guy that I'm very interested to see where they put him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because they could use him in a lot of different ways. You can use him as a slot receiver. Using him as a running back. You can set him up as a wildcat quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you can do with him. I would even I would put him in the kind of mold of like a Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. where they're going to move him around and use a lot of different and give him give them versatility. A guy that when he's on the field, when number twenty one's on the field, you need to be you need to know where he is. And more importantly, if things develop and he's able to have the breakout year that we think he could have, then. Down the stretch, he's going to become their most valuable decoy. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to be the guy that you split out wide, and you have to take care of, and then you run to the other side. side. That is going to be key. So my breakout player is going to be Jordan Winnington. Let's talk about worst-case scenario. I think the worst-case scenario is that they have a similar problem that they had last year, which is that they could not pressure the quarterback without blitzing. Yes. Um, They could not pressure the quarterback without blitzing. If they do that, then the defense is going to be in trouble. 
because at this point, the secondary and the linebackers are just not polished enough and not experienced enough to make up for it. They have to get pressure with the front four. I think Joseph Osai might be their most important player. Mm-hmm. They've got to get pressure up front with four. The offensive line takes a step back. They miss two starters, and they, they, they take a step back, and the offense kind of scuffles a little bit, doesn't give, the, the running game doesn't get going, and suddenly it's like, Sam, please bail us out. Right. That's not where they want to be. And this is a team that goes like six and six, yep. right? Or maybe even five and seven if things break poorly. Yeah, okay? that would have to be a... Yeah. So that would be, that I think is worst case scenario. Best case scenario. Um, they're in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Best, best case scenario is they are playing a meaningful game it, at, at I guess it's at AT&T Stadium mm-hmm. um, in the Big 12 championship game with a chance to, to make compete. the playoff. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Now look, you look at the schedule and we and again, we're looking at the schedule. We don't know what the schedule is going to look like. We're, we're operating under the assumption they're going to play a full, a full schedule. I mean, they've got a huge game at LSU, mm-hmm. but I am of the opinion that if you are Texas... And you have that cachet. If you go twelve and one, and your one loss is at LSU, there's a good chance, especially early September twelfth. There's a good chance you're in the playoff. Yeah. If you run the table and you have that one loss and it is at LSU, there's a good chance you're in the playoff. Mm-hmm. That's the ceiling, right? That's the best case scenario. Oh, the best yeah. case scenario is they're they're one of the Final Four and they're playing a they're pl- they're playing for a chance to win a national championship. And they've got the. They've got the pieces to do it. Got the they, goods. Just need to, they just got to put it together. That defense has got to let the offense take a break from being off the they've field. Got to, they've got to put it together. And furthermore, they got to quit spitting the bit in games they shouldn't lose. Yes, that, okay? yeah. They got to quit losing to TCU like last year. You can't go to you quit losing. State you got to quit losing. Lose. Yes, you got to quit losing at Baylor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is, and that was obviously a great Baylor team last year. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't take anything away from them. What I'm saying is that if you're Texas and you're back, you got to win the games you're supposed to. Right, you got to go, and you got to go to Texas Tech and win, right? If you're if you're them, you got to go to Kansas and win. I know it seems silly, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest the biggest problem for Texas is going to be just making sure that they show up for every single game because every year it seems like there's one game that they that they spit the bit where they should. Yeah, and it's always it's always directly after a very very good win against a team that you know was going to be one of their top, whether it be OU or OSU mm-hmm. or anything like that, they have got to, like you said, <laughs> pull it together and treat every game like it is playing OU rather than, oh, we're just playing Kansas. So there it is. There's summer camp for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, make sure you uh, put on buck spray and um, tip your counselors. No, no, don't do that. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage. High school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. This bad boy's on stores. Uh, store shelves now across state, so go pick one up or go to textwall.com slash subscribe and you can get this mail to you plus a lot of great online content. Textwall.com slash subscribe. I saw some at the uh, Walmart in beautiful Louisville, Texas the How other day. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Good. Go buy it, please. That would help us. A couple days ago, I had a great opportunity to check in. Uh, we're continuing our series uh, called QB1 presented by Reps VR. We are breaking down uh, and getting a chance to 
to catch up with some of the best and brightest young signal callers across the state. We caught up with the head coach, or rather the quarterback, QB1 for San Antonio Brandeis, Nico Garcia, and his passing game coordinator and quarterback's coach, Miles Delm. Here's our conversation, QB1, presented by Reps VR. You know, text football today. Welcome into QB1, our series where we spotlight some of the best and brightest young quarterbacks in the state of Texas. And we certainly have that on the line now. We're joined going to San Antonio to talk to the quarterback, QB1 for the San Antonio Brandeis Broncos. We're joined uh, by, by Nico Garcia. Nico, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing excellent. And we're also joined by the Brandeis passing game coordinator and quarterback coach, uh, Coach Miles Delm. Coach, how are you? Doing awesome, Ted. Thanks for asking Absolutely. Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Nico, I kind of want to start with you. Um, you're a guy who's stepping into uh, a starting role there at Brandeis as, as a junior. Um, I'm interested, how would you describe your game? Is there anybody that you think you model your game after? Um, I mean, I, I do, like I say, I have some legs on me, but I'm a big fan of Peyton Manning and the way that he dissects his game and his ability to exploit any defense that he sees. Uh, Coach, you're, you're a guy who's, who's seen a lot of really good quarterbacks uh, in, in your time. I'm interested in how you would evaluate uh, Nico as, as a quarterback, as the guy that you're going to be uh, asking to take the snaps this year. Right. Well, I think Nico's strongest suit is that uh, as far as his mentality when it comes to preparation um, is as good uh, or better of any player that I've been around. Uh, he he wants to immerse himself in in kind of the – X's and O's and the football IQ and learning exactly what he can do or what offensively we can do to exploit defenses and where he can have outs where he's never in a bad situation. And he wants to know that he's almost like a coach on the field. And I think when you play quarterback or when you coach quarterbacks, you certainly want that because, you know, we, we, we can't be on the field and they can. And if you have a coach's mentality out there, it certainly makes everybody's job easier. Uh, Nico, you're you're a guy who's, who's who's stepping in as a junior. This is a time when you start to see quarterbacks really, you know, take those those steps forward. I'm, I'm interested. Is there anything in particular uh, in this offseason that you've been focusing on that you really want to improve that you feel like could be that thing to t- help you take the next step? Um, to me personally, is just coverages and how I can see a coverage and know that I have, okay, this receiver is going to be there and that receiver is going to be open against this kind of coverage and just knowing exactly how to beat every single coverage. Uh, Coach, is that kind of on, on the same page? You're the guy who wants to, to dictate what, you know, what the next step is. Uh, is, sure. is that where, where you see the, the next step for him? Yeah, I think that that's uh, obviously if, if we have, uh, the, you know, the best thing about offense is we know what we're doing and the defense doesn't. So, you know, uh, if we can figure out exactly, you know, or get a pretty good idea of what's probably going to happen. And if what probably is going to happen is going to happen, we can be there on time. But if, what's great about Nico is he has option A over here with what he thinks probably is going to happen, but he also knows option B. If this, if this does get taken away, he knows where to go immediately. And he, and he can do that pretty fast. It's really easy to say, you know, when you, when you talk about it on a board, oh, if he goes here, but when you get behind, you know, five offensive line and you have pressure coming up the field, uh, Nico actually transfers it really, really well from when we're in the meeting room to when we go on the field and actually perform. Uh, Nico, I'm, I'm interested. Obviously, this offseason has been very strange for, for pretty much everybody in, in the world. Uh, but the, 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 as, they, as the kids say, the grind doesn't stop. Uh, how have you kind of stayed sharp? How have you worked on, on, on improving while you haven't been able to be with your teammates as much as you'd like? 
Uh, well, we've been doing a lot of meetings uh, between our coaches to where we have our receivers and our quarterbacks and our running backs all going through our progressions and exactly what route they're running, how deep they need to be on everything, just so we're, we still have like an equal set of mind of where, where we're going to be with everything once we do get on the field. Um, plus, I, I have been taking some of my receivers out to the field, you know, just making sure we still have timing down, making sure footwork's down, everything like that. Uh, Coach, you were telling me before we came on the air that, that you know, we, we heard from a lot of coaches, oh, yeah, we're doing a lot of Zoom meetings. We're doing a lot of meetings, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know uh, from, from home. Uh, but, but you guys have taken things to, to kind of the, the next step. Can you show me a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, so what we've been doing, we've tried to kind of get as close to uh, what we can do as, as far as spring ball um, by, by wow. talking uh, with each other. And, and getting our groups together and evaluating coverages, evaluating defenses and finding outs based on the play. So right, ha right here, like just for example, Nico and I will go through this one. I would, uh, we'll just kind of pretend like we're in a meeting and we're going, and I'm kind of quizzing them up right now. So Nico, what defense is this? Uh, this is the defense of O'Connor. That's right. What's the route? Uh, there's two I. Good. And what's the coverage? This would be cover six. Cover six, right. We have two to the right or left. There's a cover two to the right, and it's cover four to the left. Good. Okay. So our call is bender shoot, um, black Aggie bender shoot. So based on based on this, what you see right here, where do you think is it, where is our best option? Our best option is to the left because it's too high, so the shoot side can be taken away pretty easily. Good. Good. And and uh, where where do you think the ball is going to go? Um, well, this thing. Uh, the H is a good option, but if not, there's always the check down back to the X with the good. deep. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so let's go to this. And we have, and then we'll go through a couple examples here um, of us actually running the scheme. So here's the, out of the middle of the field, just like Nico said, on the exact coverage that we talked about. Wow. And then, yeah, and then we'll go, and then we'll go one more look, Tep. So this is, what's the roof here, Nico? No, this is cover one, or this is cover three. Cover three, right? Well, the roof is one. Cover three, sure. I can say cover three. Could be cover one. Uh, based on this, where do you think you're going to go? Uh, during this, I would go to the uh, to the shoot side with one high. And we're going to read who? Uh, reading that corner on the right side. Right. Looks like we may have a little pressure here. So what does that tell you? Um, if the pressure is coming on the left side, then I get a t I can turn back down to the left side, back side, into the pressure. Good. And go off of that, Sam. Awesome. Awesome. Nice job. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 not just getting on Zoom and chatting. You guys are <laughs> to do yeah. an actual install there. Well, we did we did want to have a. I mean, you know how the monotony of Zoom can be so you know boring, and how you got to Zoom about biology and you got to Zoom about um, English and then football, and it, it, we wanted to make something where it wasn't just yes sir, I'm with you, I got you. Hey, can you hear me? Go with me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure you've heard that in a lot of Zoom meetings, but uh, where we could actually kind of quiz and get some, ensure that the uh, it was all sinking in, you know what I mean? And it really made a huge difference because we came out and we started doing skills um, in strength camp and man, it was, it was smooth sailing. We didn't really, we did all our installs over Zoom and even for the quarterbacks progression wise, which is really something that you really have to rep a ton. The mental reps really took care of themselves. Um, quite a bit and it was so amazing I mean we really took advantage as best we could of, of the situation that we had all right Nico I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot here um, we know that quarterbacks and quarterback coaches have a very tight relationship they spend a lot of time together we also know that coaches are, are creatures of habit and that they 
let's just say that they tend to be a little bit repetitive sometimes. They have their own catchphrases. If we were to create the Coach Delm doll, that then you pull the string and it says the same thing, what is the what is the word, what is the phrase that you hear from Coach Delm over and over that you're like, Coach, I get it, geez. No matter what, before every single play, without a doubt, I just hear him yelling behind me, what's the roof? No matter what's going on, what's the roof? What's the roof? Do you, do you hear it in your sleep? Yes, it got to the point where I just I'm lining up and I'm like, oh, what's the roof? And then I hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm doing my job then. I think. Yeah, I, I would I would I say so. <laughs> he's Nico Garcia. He's QB one for the San Antonio Brandeis Broncos and Coach Miles Delm, uh, the quarterback coach and passing game coordinator for the Broncos. Guys, really appreciate your time. Uh, please enjoy the, the next couple of weeks of, of off season and then best of luck in 2020. Thanks, Ted. Thank you for having me. There it is, QB1, presented by Reps VR. We chatted with San Antonio Brandeis quarterback Nico Garcia and his quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator, Miles Delm. Appreciate their time a little bit earlier. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, Daniel Sanchez commented and specifically asked us to talk about this on Final Thoughts. So he said, uh, what Starbucks drink would you recommend getting? Ah, very good question. Very good question. I am a guy who, when I go to Starbucks, I walk up to the barista and I say, all right, this is going to be very complicated, but I need you to take a cup and I need you to put coffee in it and then I need you to hand it to me and I will give you some money. We are the same person when it comes to that. I am a black coffee guy. Yep. I was going to say, give me the dark roast coffee with nothing else in it. Nothing in it. And, And specifically, when I started, so I started drinking coffee when I was in college. And so back 6,000 years ago. Yeah. Rode dinosaurs um, to school. So I, I, um, I drank coffee and I specifically, I was in journalism school at the moment at the time. And I was, it was at my fraternity house that I would drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And I specifically made the conscious effort when I started drinking it to drink it black because you can get black coffee anywhere. Yep. Okay. You can get black coffee and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And you can go, if you go to a, to a, gross gas station in podunk you can find a pot of black black coffee coffee. yep what you can't find is half and half yep or a double frappuccino with eight shots of espresso or splenda (laughs) or anything like that and so that's what i do i'm that Mm -hmm. guy now my wife is uh pumpkin spice latte and peppermint mocha (laughs) and all of those foo-foo drinks i can't do it that's too much sugar Mm -mm. i don't want that I want I want yep. coffee to hurt me. That's yep. my. Uh, it serves a purpose, right? Yep. It's like exercise. You know what I mean? Like it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to suck. <laughs> it's supposed to suck because it's for a purpose. Yep. The coffee serves a purpose. Yes. If it was supposed to be fun, what's the point? <laughs> Life is pain. We don't do fun around here. Life is pain. That's what I'm saying. But no, I'm anyway, the exact same way. Black coffee. Yeah, give me a, a regular black coffee, whether it's a dark roast or a light roast. I don't care. Just give me I'm a. a bl- bl- I'm a black coffee yep. guy. And by the way, zero calories. You can have as much as you want. Yep. I'm in the exact same way. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TextFall.com tomorrow. It's Friday. Woo. We're going to talk on this show. 
Thanks again to Nico Garcia of San Antonio Brandeis and quarterbacks coach uh, Miles Delm for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. It's safe, too. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. (laughs) 